Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. No representation is made that the quality of podcasting performed is greater than the quality of podcasting performed by other podcasters. It's the Bullhorn Podcast, the only podcast that sits down to pee but stands to take a dump. I am Boomer Bob, and coming from the land where Ty Games put you in first place, he tested negative for COVID but positive for Pac-Man fever. John Jamingo, speak to me, homeboy. <laughs> you know, it is funny. We only won one game, and we're in first place because of a tie. But uh, enough about football. Although, I did thoroughly enjoy watching Tom Brady lose to Nick Foles once again, first time that was in Super Bowl 52. And then again last night on Thursday Night Football because we record on th- on Friday here. And then, as usual, that cunt ran into the locker room and wouldn't even shake the man's hand. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. That's where I was born, in case you didn't know that. I didn't know that. East Chicago, Indiana. So the Bears ended up beating them by one point. Brady made a faux pas at the end. Nobody could tell. No one can say they were wrong anymore. No one can say they made a mistake. Brady thought it was third down. It wasn't. It was fourth down. It was fourth. Yeah. He Oopsie. threw a pass. You know, trying to get. And he he thought he had another pay, uh, down, and he screwed up. And nobody will say. Nobody will. He won't admit it. Nobody will admit it. Cracks me up. Everybody else knows. It's just ridiculous. So Bob, how have you been in this past week? What's been going on with you? Uh, just trying not to kill myself, I guess. I don't know. Wow, that bad? No, just, I mean, that's every week for me, homeboy. And trying uh, to find reason not to... Not to just suck know. on that end of that barrel, huh? Mm, well, you know. Is that How would you do it? If, you, if you're going to off yourself, how would you do it? I would not shoot myself. Probably death by cop. Is that how you would do You'd let someone else shoot you? Yeah, fuck it. See, I think I would do one of two ways. I would take a fistful of pills and just go off into the Netherland, or, you know, the ether, or wherever you go. Maybe even like put on like blackface first and then get a cop to shoot me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we need more riots. Or the other way I think I would go is gas, you know, uh, uh, take the exhaust pipe and put it in the car and then just turn on uh, some music and go to sleep. Yeah, I tried doing that with an electric car. I wonder if that'd work. <clears throat> All right, then. Turned another year older this week. Did some reflections about, you know, state of the world and how do we get here. And Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Sure. It's I told my kids that after your 21st birthday, they're just reminders of, you know, next year's a big second number for me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll have a party. No, I don't want one. Because it just reminds me, I'm just one one year closer to the dirt nap. Just that one more year closer. Only thing I've come to, I guess, request on my you know birthday is, um, you know, the day I climbed out of my mom and got slapped by somebody. Um, the only thing I've come to request these days is is a certain meal, kind of like you know when you're on like death row. <laughs> so. I got it because you don't eat much. I got to. No. What is Bob's birthday meal? There's a delivery company here. They actually originated here. I've seen them 
franchise out. When I was in Florida, they opened one for about six months and it didn't do well for some reason. And I don't get it because their food is pretty fucking banging. It's called Steakout. Okay. They deliver steaks and hamburgers and baked potatoes and side salads and that kind of stuff. So that's what you, well, what's your order then? I just, <laughs> I enjoy a well-made burger as good as you would enjoy a good steak. So I, I think they make a killer hamburger and their ba- baked potatoes are actually baked. They're not fucking microwave fast food garbage, Wendy's. And they, uh, so I always get a, just get a hamburger, no cold pack. Cold pack is the lettuce, tomato, onion crap. Okay. Uh, with, uh, with a, uh, baked potato butter only. Okay. That's it. Cook that's it medium it. well and fucking get it here as fast as you can. So, so that's the big birthday meal. A and, Plain, See, we don't, yeah, we well don't, burger. we don't live, we don't live near one of those. They're 10 miles that way. And we're out a little bit out in the country. So my wife has to go buy. there's one by her work. So she picks it up for me and brings it home on my birthday. Okay. But just nice. a plain medium well burger. Yeah. But this burger is, I'm telling you, it's, it's like a fucking steak. Uh, it's, it's killer. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. You know, cause I also do uh lasagna. Like, I'm a big lasagna fan. So, oh, okay. And my daughter, okay, so my mom used to make the best lasagna. So when I shot out of my mom like a water slide, my mom made the best lasagna. So she would always make lasagna for my birthday. And every woman I dated after that could not make my mom's lasagna. Even if my mom would give them, the, they would always put too much sauce in there, not enough cheese. My mom just had the right cheese to sauce ratio that I loved. Ah. My daughter started making lasagna and she makes it just like my mom just like my mom it's wow. the same and That's it's cool. really weird because i don't think my mom has ever given has ever given her the recipe for that she just made it and so she makes and then she started making lasagna rolls where she would instead of taking the noodle and just you make it like a, a cake she would just put the stuff in there and roll it up so she would make a lasagna roll so i really like that and then this year, I'm supposed to be getting a cheesecake. Little cheesequake. Little cheesequake. So I'm getting a cheesecake instead of a regular cake, which uh, I, you know, I'm kind of excited for. That's a, the birthday dinner will be on Saturday. So I haven't had my birthday dinner yet. But oh. that's kind of what I do. That's it. You know, I'm not a big into parties and stuff like that, or it's not a real big thing. Well, with COVID too, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong. It's nice. Like, I don't put it on Facebook where you get like a, 500 people saying, oh, happy birthday. Have a great Uh, day. I hate that because not to be rude, but you know, 99% of those assholes wouldn't know it was my fucking birthday. Exactly. If it it didn't have an app telling them. Exactly. So I, I, while, you know, thanks for the well wishes or, you know, birthday wishes, whatever you want to call it. uh, It's a little jaded for me. Yeah. So one of the things I was kind of sitting there contemplating on back in the day versus today is how we get our news and, you know, how there are so many different sources of news. And I'll say one thing about this Trump presidency. It really had red-pilled me as far as how much the uh, mainstream media news is a propaganda machine for one political party, which is the Democratic Party. Now, I know we, we get people that listen say we talk too much politics, but I'm not really talking about as far as politics Because if you don't know that by now, you're gaslit. If you don't know that one side of the political party has a huge 
advantage. That's all I can say. A huge advantage about what the media covers and more than that, what they don't cover. So we see stories now because they're social media. And even that seems to become polarized. But so the story that I, I read or I heard was that if they say, if you take 100 black ants and 100 fire ants and you put them in a jar, they don't really fight. But if you take that jar and shake it up and then dump those fire ants and the black ants out, they come out and they fight to the death until there's the only one. Right, ant. right. And there's like, okay, what's the jar? What is the jar that shakes up us as, a, as people? And that is social media and the news. And that's what gets us going. And you watch, like, we'll just go with the vice president debate. Ugh. It was, yeah, it wasn't that good. But again, because hey, of the line. will you let me know if I have a fly on my head? Yeah, because of okay. the line. You're a good and friend. then. Yeah, and then a fly landed on Mike Pence's he's a head. Big piece of shit. Right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, again, the memes start with the fly about the fly and not the substance and not the just flat out lying that Kamala Harris did. I was screaming at the TV like it was an Eagles game. I was like, that's a <laughs> lie. That's a lie, you cunt. There's another lie, you cunt. There, I'll tell you what. I would like to do a poll now. Who is more annoying, Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris? Oh, Clinton. Harris, you Harris, you annoying? can. Harris still has dick on her breath from fucking 20 years ago. Well, well that doesn't make her a bad person, but. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if it was your dick. <laughs> so here's the thing <clears throat> she is a two faced. Liar. Just lies, doesn't care about well, the truth. Well, they're all pandering. They're I guess. All, they're all pandering. Trump panders just as much with his, you're going to have a vaccine by maybe even by election day or definitely by the end of the year. Sometime, sometime while the earth is still in existence, we're going to have a vaccine. Like, okay, stop pandering. We'll we're going to have a great, it's going to be a fantastic, wonderful virus, the- record time. It's going to be a record time virus. We had a program called Record Time. <laughs> He's like me. He can't remember uh, Operation shit. Fast Track or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it was Operation. Like, yeah, Operation Fast Track. Operation uh, Round the Track. Is this we're going to have? It's going to be an amazing virus. Not a virus. It's going to be amazing. What the hell was I talking about? So that's what we have now. Honestly, God, I really think that we need to put... And age, you know how you have to be 35 to be president? I don't think you should be able to be president after 70. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, really, I, I think they got to put an age limit yeah. on it. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's the issue too. I mean, we've we've never had a country run by the, you know, generation that's in the middle. You know, it's always run by the elder generation and and while you know, when I was young, well, the elders knew more than I did. I was oblivious. I was a moron. I didn't pay attention to a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, look, girls. Oh, look, guitars. Oh, look, beer. You know, that's all I cared about. Uh, so, uh, but the elder, yeah, let them run this shit. I'm going to be over here drinking, getting laid, and having fun. Aim high, Bob. Aim high. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I thought I was going to be a rock star. But turns out uh, you actually have to know how to play your instrument. So, oh. 
Yeah. That's yeah, a so, thing. Um, and that's not all, but <clears throat> there's a lot more to that. But, you know, nowadays I feel like they need somebody who's, you know, not, I was not a, in, in the Yang gang, but I'd like to see a person his age, his caliber, somebody like uh, maybe Tulsi Gabbard, somebody in, in that generation, that age group, get the office. Because I, I think, you know, I'm not going to be here, uh, what, 10, 20 years if I'm unlucky. Right. You know, so, so what do I care? Let them, they're, they're the ones that are going to be here for 30, 40 more years. Let them make the adjustments that they need to for their kids and for their, uh, you know, golden years. I agree with that. I do. Honest to God, I really got to say, I really don't think we've done a good job of educating our kids. I think that's on purpose. I do. I think that they just, I mean, you and I, when we went to school, we got taught civics. Did you get taught civics? Maybe you did. Maybe Mm. they stopped that by then. Only class like that I ever took was like was like economics or something. But I, I moved. I went to four different high schools. So I, I, you know, and in in different states. So I didn't get to go to one school for four years and take all the state required classes. I got moved around. Well, civics taught you about government. That's what it told you. It taught you about your state government, your local government. It taught you about the national government. It taught you the laws. It taught you the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the uh, Declaration of Independence. That class, you learn all that in civics class. And they stopped it, I think. Well, let's see. I graduated high school in 1979. So in like 1974, 75 is when you had civics. You had civics one and two. And they taught you all about the government. I go to my kids now and I say, okay, who's the speaker of the house? You know, who is the head of the, I mean, who is the chief Supreme Court judge? Do they know that? No, no, they don't know that. Now, I'm not saying I could name all nine of the Supreme Court justices. I could name a, a shitload of them, probably, if I had to, with a gun to my head, now that they're changing them. But anyhow. Yeah, I, I could name a handful of them, and I'd probably misenunciate their names. Yeah. I actually got a chance to vote. They sent the elect- They sent the ballot to me, and you know what was funny? You had a story up here where one <laughs> uh, township in my state had the wrong people on the ballot. 7,000 of those ballots were um, had the wrong candidates on it. Right. Now, here's the thing. I voted. I went right down the board and voted for candidates. I don't know if they're the right ones. I didn't know if they were. They could have been wrong ones. I don't know. So I went and mailed. Oh, also in New Jersey, uh, we had a a question on the ballot, whether we should legalize marijuana in the state of New Jersey. I voted yes for that because I honestly, not that I've ever smoked pot, I've never tried it, so I don't really know. But from what I hear and what from people say, it is no different than having a beer or a shot or, you know, as, as, as far as its impairment, I think it's a lot less than having a beer. I think that the effect that it has on you, I know guys that do both and, when they drink, they're they're more liable to do things that are going to wind them up in jail, like getting into a fight, messing around on their woman, that kind of stuff. Not going home, wanting to be out till dawn. Whereas when they sm- smoke weed, they just want to like hang out and talk about you know the world and uh, religion and and you know things like that. They want to philosophize. Well, yeah, yeah, man. They want to get a little intellectual, you know. So. <laughs> But and, and and there are it just depends what kind of weed you smoke too. There's different kinds. Some lay you in, lay you out, and mellow you out, and some 
uh, do the opposite. They they give you energy, a, li- a little bit of energy, and you just feel a little more. You have energy, but you're like not stressed out. You know like what's going to be free. the worst part of legalizing pot? Paying the taxes on it. Marijuana or uh, what was it? The ganja, all these names for, for marijuana. The worst part about it is once it's legal, you're going to have these uppity pot smokers that are going to talk about marijuana like people talk about wine, like people talk about bourbon. Oh, they already do that. Yeah, where it's legal, like in uh, Colorado and, and L.A., shit like that, where you've got all these different names for all this shit. Oh, I got the grape ape. Oh, I got the that I got that New York diesel. It's fucking pot. Smoke it and shut up. I got some kind of cush. <laughs> yeah, I got that I got the OG cush. I got the OG cush and uh yeah, so they they'll be talking about marijuana like they talk about wine. And there was a podcast Damn, that they already do that though. <laughs> yeah. There was a podcast that I used to edit and uh, basically what it was there was a woman and she was interviewing other people that were in the marijuana industry right now. And what's going, what's happening in the marijuana industry is that old white money is coming in because they see where there is money to be made here. The problem is they don't know anything about it where all these basic, you know, weed heads have been growing it, What's the? I'm trying to think of the word. Germinating different brand, you know, different yeah, types and stuff like. Yeah, they've learned the horticulture. Yeah, they know a- They know marijuana forwards and backwards. And there was this one woman. I still fi- follow her on social media. Uh, I think her. It's uh, at soil to oil is an. It's that's her handle on. So is her thing? Is her thing uh, like a hemp oil or something? I, let me tell you something. She. Is the mo- she has like a PhD in marijuana. She knows how to grow it. She knows what you do to get more effect out of it, more THC. She, I mean, she knows marijuana forwards and backwards. And I'm thinking, like, how not to get mold on it, how to grow it, how to store it, all this stuff. She's amazing, and she's been smoking pot since she was 12 years old, and I think she's in her 30s right now. And I'm just thinking, like, you you have people like that that, you know, will actually take marijuana and make it where you're going to get a good product. And then you'll have these old white guys that'll be growing it like skunkweed that they used to, that's what they used to call it back in the 70s and the 80s, skunkweed. To me, I just think it's funny. I I think it should be legal. I really, I think it's, and again, I wasn't really a big marijuana supporter back in the day. Right, but it, it it does offer a lot of things to a lot of people. It's it's a great alternate or like a substitute for those who are taking pharmaceuticals that are really bad for them, antidepressants, uh, things like that, any kind of Xanax, any kind of uh, Prozac or you know effects or any of these things. You know, they can be replaced with just smoking some good shit. And there's also the edible aspect of that too, which is a different. Uh, reaction it it does a different thing to the brain when you eat it than it does when you smoke it but i mean that has wonderful medical advantages too i was thinking about it. if i was ever going to try it it would be an inedible and then i saw a video done by the comedian's name's josh uh, i want to say josh he was doing a, a bit where you know he said i've been smoking pot my whole life and you know i come in they said hey we got some edibles and the guy goes okay and he says let me get you one we're making blueberry muffins in the back they're fresh and he goes okay so he Give him the blueberry muffin, and he's walking around. He just ate the muffin. He ate the whole muffin, 
And then the guy says, what happened to the muffin? He goes, I ate it. And he goes, you ate the whole thing? Yeah, what do you mean you ate the whole those. thing? He says, you got about an hour to get home because you are going to go on a ride. That's the issue with the edibles, man, is, is there's no way to you know regulate it. You have to have a lot of faith in who you're, you're buying them from that they, you know, label, Hey, you know, one bite, you know, like, like cut this bitch up into quarters and eat a quarter of it because anything more that you're going to want to eat the whole thing. Cause it's delicious, but you're going to, you know, if you eat the whole thing, don't make any plans for the next couple of days, you know? So, <laughs> and see, that's the thing with me is like, I'm not a big drinker. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke pot. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that. My drug of choice is food. So I would yeah. see myself a blueberry muffin. I'm like, there you go. I'm yeah. all over that. We'll and the other thing, up. Yeah. And the other thing is I don't like being out of control. I don't like, it's one of the things about being drunk. I don't like being out of control. And I, I can be a two different drunk. I can, I can be a really mean drunk and I can be a real happy, funny drunk. And I don't know which drunk that's going to be until it happens. Yeah. So I stop it. I stopped, you know, I don't really drink that much. And if I do now, I just get sleepy. But it, it to me, it is funny how it took this long to actually change the rules. And now everybody's like, okay, we'll just make pot legal. It's not a big deal. So then my other question is, what do we do with all those people that are in jail for smoking pot and selling pot? If they were caught with large amounts of it, my take on it is this, is that if you were committing a large enough crime, you were still committing a crime. It was still illegal when you did it. I mean, even if you, even if they, you know, legalize marijuana, uh, where you don't have to go to the doctor or anything, you just like, I want some weed. I'm going to go up here to the weed store and buy me some weed. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're allowed to stand on a corner and, and sell pounds of it because the whole tax aspect, it has to be, that's, and that's why it's not is because they have to keep track of it so they can tax it. It's the only reason they fucking legalized it is to to help reduce the number of arrests, you know, empty the jails out just a little bit, stop, you know, breaking up fucking families for the taxes. Most states are taxing 30%. So when you buy 100 bucks worth of weed, it's an extra 30 bucks. Okay, so I think then they're going to have a problem when people start growing it themselves. Well, that's part of the legalization, like in Washington, D.C., to my knowledge. You're allowed to have it. You're allowed to grow your own uh, up to a certain amount. I think it's up to three ounces. I could be wrong. There's an entire industry there that guys who go around and will install like a grow tent in the corner of your of your living room. That'd be like a foil looking grow tent that's made to grow weed inside of that tent with uh, the air control, the uh, humidity. Everything's controlled and you buy this, put it in your, your apartment or your home and grow weed in there and, and not have the smell of weed. You know, good weed has a, it's loud on the nose. Okay. So, so you grow that plant right out here, out in the open. Number one, it's not going to grow as good. Number two, you're going to smell it next door if it's good enough. See, but that's you grow the problem it in I little have. Tent. I don't like yeah. the smell of marijuana. That's probably why yeah. I've never tried it. I don't like it. I don't, you know, you smell up now, like when you would go to a concert, it would just hang in the air. Uh, that's, I, I usually turn around. I probably know that guy. We're, oh man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know that motherfucker. <laughs> well, so, and now everybody's going to smell like pot, but it's the same thing. Like where people smell like cigarettes. It's the same thing where people smell like booze. I guess we're just gonna have to get used to it. I went to DC exactly one year ago. We were in DC for a week and you're not allowed to smoke it like out in the open. 
but I'll be damned. We took a couple, you know, we rode the, the, uh, what do they call it down there? The Metro. Metro the yeah. Met- and, and, uh, we rode that and there was a couple people that were hiding behind the entrances, you know, the, that were, you know, hitting a quick blunt, you know, a quick little, you know, rello of some of that good. And I, I walked by, I'm like, and I'm not a pothead. I, I do not smoke weed. Scouts on or whatever the fuck you want to say on everything I love. I don't smoke weed. Really? But I, yeah. But I know good shit when I smell it. And I walked by this girl and she was hitting a quick rello and I was like, damn honey you want to go talk to her <laughs> you know well so so okay I, I don't know how to take that because you sound like you like you know it but you don't want it but then all of a sudden you do want it it's weird that's weird i grew up in a family full of uh substance abusers and i'm a, a metalhead so my social yeah, group growing up was all a bunch of potheads you know do some acid every now and then that that kind of stuff i've just been around it enough to know uh, enough of the terminology and i i mean i i smoked when i was y- younger i never bought the stuff oh you smoked like, uh, op other well, people's <laughs> like i would buy it for like a girlfriend or something oh, you know but just to get her a sack because i i knew somebody and they didn't you know and then when it was time to you know get the money i'm like nah you don't worry about it baby i got you you know don't worry. trying to you know getting them good graces you know yeah, drop huh? a little sack in her lap fuck it Fine. okay and i'll drop another sack later on if you know what i mean <laughs> You're talking about eating or you're going out to eat. Just uh, don't do it in California because the office of the governor in California tweeted out to going out to eat with members of your household this weekend. Well, don't forget to keep your mask on in between bites, John. They're just going to ruin this. This is just another knife in the heart of the restaurant. Who is going to do this? They have an infographic, I think you call it, in that tweet. And it said, COVID-19 dinner tip or sorry, diner tip one, minimize the number of times you take off the mask. And it shows somebody wearing a mask while they're holding a menu. And it says on, then it says off. They got their mask off while they have a fork in their hand. Right. But then they're holding. And the next one, it says on, they have their mask on and they're holding a napkin. What the fuck? Are you really that dumb that you need a, like a drawing? I don't know what to do with this whole thing with the mask. I really don't. In my heart of hearts, it makes sense to me. When you put a mask over something, it will knock down the flow of air that's coming out so it doesn't go out. Because I do believe it's airborne. But then again, it's going it to go. It is airborne. Th- it, it came out that it was aerosolized. The viral load will go. Some of the virus will go through the mask, but not all the viral load will go through the mask. That's the issue. And it's more for the per- people that have it than don't. So in other words, if you have it or you don't know that you have it, and you're out there breathing. It's the, to spread it because this said this shit spreads like a California forest fire. I mean, it just goes. Well, and we know that depending on your physiology too. Well, you say that, but somehow it got into the White House, and you can see they're dropping like flies. I mean, when I say dropping like flies, they're catching it. They had like thirty something last time I heard. Like a couple of days ago, it was like thirty eight people, or, right? Or you know, generals are getting it. And they were doing every well. I'm not saying they were doing everything right, but what I'm saying is, well, they have the top, the best of everything. They were being tested, so apparently someone got in that was spreading the virus, but and somehow either passed the test or they didn't test them. But there was somehow that it started, and then we, and then the president got it, and then of course he gets the best of everything. He gets drugs that none of us can get. And he's like, hey, I feel better than I have in 20 years. Oh, Don't worry about bad. the COVID. Yeah. Go out, do your thing, 
Why does he got a peacock, man? It's so fucking retarded. I got to tell you. I mean, I know I voted. He doesn't learn. This is my honest opinion about what we have to vote for right now. The best candidate right now is Jojo Jurgensen. I think that's her name. She's the uh, libertarian candidate. Yeah, she's a leftard in in a libertarian's clothing. But here's the thing, dude. She is not a billion years old. Out of the three, she's the best. I don't care what you say. Do you know why? Because you can put a fucking sentence together and she and Trump's all about Trump. And Biden, I don't even know what the yeah, fuck I'm, he's doing out there. He is he don't even know what's going on. I think it's bullshit that if there is a supported candidate from a third party like the, you know, Libertarian Party, like, you know, Jojo, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. uh, Jojo Dancer, whatever Jojo the fuck Dancer. Her name is, they should put her on the stage with the other two assholes. They, I agree. That can only increase the amount of information discussed that is important to us. In both debates, I heard nothing that I didn't already fucking know from either side. Uh, debate one was an absolute fucking embarrassment on both sides. And debate two was, it'd be nice if, I don't know, when you're asked a question, Pence, if you just answer the fucking question without going, you know what? That's a great question, but I'm going to fucking ignore it so that I can attack a point from three minutes ago to this bitch to prove to the American people that I just shut the fuck up. We have Twitter. Uh, here's the thing, because I, I was thinking about that, too. If you want to use your three minutes during that question or a minute and a half to go back and address something, it's your minutes. You can do what you want with it. So I don't really have a problem with that because both of them did it. Uh, John, I'm talking. I'm talking. Well, yeah, it's, it's my turn to talk. Trump, I'm going to say it. I don't think he did enough with COVID and the way he's acting right now and the way he's handled this. I know he's went out and got masks and got respirators and or ventilators or up your isolators, whatever the fuck he got. And he sent and he, ships and all this other shit. And I mean, I know, and he's, you know, fast tracking and working with people as far as getting, getting a vaccine. vaccine. I, yeah. I know he's doing all that, but the Which other we don't stu- want. And, you know, I know he shut down travel to China. I know, I, listen, I know all of it. I know all of it. I'm as smart as the next guy. What I think he failed is the message that he sent out by not wearing a mask in situations, by having rallies, indoor rallies. I just think he sent the, and then the other thing was he made masks political. Now, there's already people that don't want to wear masks, and I understand that. I'm not going to fight with somebody that doesn't wear a mask. What I'm going to do is I'm going to avoid them. Like I, I see people that go into Walmart and all, and they won't wear a mask and everybody comes up with a mask and they start berating him. I'm not going to do that. And then once a guy that doesn't have a mask on and starts talking about, oh, you're all sheep because you got you. Look at you sheep with your mask on. I'm just going to look at him and go, bah. all right, fuck off. Fuck off now because you feel better because you don't have a mask on. I feel like wearing a mask. Okay. The same way I feel like wearing a green shirt today. You know, the majority kind of caught on with the mask and was like, all right, I'll wear a fucking mask. It's been like a few months now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the first the first three months people bucked and some people bucked and were like, I don't want to wear a mask. And you had the Karens out there, you're not wearing a mask, you know. But, you know, sometime around like, you know, late July, mid-July, somewhere in there, people's just, all right, I'll put on a fucking mask. Fuck, you know, let me just draw on a mask real quick. I don't like it. That's when I began doing it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm ever, I've already had COVID, so I don't want to give a fuck. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, ain't scared. All right. I ain't scared of it. And I'll take that shit and I'll sprinkle it on my mashed potatoes and eat that shit. I don't give a fuck. All right. But out of respect for you, 
and your your will to want me to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I don't care if you wear one, to be honest with you. I'm just not going to. In other words, if I see you, if I'm in a store and I see you without a mask, I'm giving you a wide berth. In other words, I'm walking around yeah, walking, you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're gonna equator the fuck out of me, right? Right. I'm I not gonna. I got it. Yeah, I'm not gonna hang up. I'm not gonna have a conversation. And I'm like that too. Like uh, half the assholes I see wearing masks have it pulled down underneath their nose. Yeah, so you know, just draws. barely, just barely trying to. You know, my point to that is we've been wearing masks, and yet all you hear on the news is that uh, the numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. There's more deaths. There's more more cases. More deaths. More cases. More cases. More deaths. Well, we're all wearing masks. I thought masks were the answer. I thought I thought that was the be all end all. The fucking you know that was the uh, thing that was going to save us all. The thing is, the the cases are going up, but the deaths are not going up. In New Jersey alone, it's like nine deaths a day. There's not one thing that kills less people in New Jersey than COVID. Car accidents, cancer, Lightning. drug overdoses. We're killing more than nine people a day with, in, in any other category. But, you know, again, we got to right. keep this shut down. So here's the thing. Governor Christie was helping Trump with... Right. Former Governor Christie of New Jersey yes. was helping Trump yes. with the debates. I guess he was working on him with the debates. He gets COVID. He is my age. He is overweight, obese like I am. And I was like, well, sir, God bless. You know, sign of the cross. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. And how he's been in the hospital for six days. And we don't know how he's And you don't hear anything about him. Right. You don't hear shit. So you don't know yeah. if he's going to make it or not. And that is the issue. In other words, the people that are susceptible to getting it and dying from it have to protect themselves. Other people are, should be allowed to go out and live their lives. In this country right now, because I'm very susceptible. So I'm going to tell you what I do. I don't go grocery shopping. You know what I do? I have people... You can go to any store in this area. They will shop for you. They will deliver it to your house. They'll drop it at the back door. So I don't have to go do that. So you can stay in and you don't have to be around people that have it. Now, my family, that's a little bit tougher because I've got young kids and they're out doing their thing. So I have to be careful around my kids in case they have it and they don't know it or they're asymptomatic. Sure. sure. So I have to be careful around my kids. And that's tough. I'm not going to lie. That part of it's tough. Until they can get a treatment where this isn't going to be that big of a deal and you're not going to die. And it's going to come. It'll probably come in a year or two where it won't be that big of a deal. Then if I'm still alive, oh, maybe I'll go back out and go to a ball game or something like that. But we, we don't have to do it. But what I'm saying is that every day people do things that are dangerous. So in other words, when I was an elevator mechanic, that was very dangerous. I did it every day. Yep. Uh, people go out and they skydive. That's very dangerous. People go out and they go hunting. They drive a car. They drive a car. You're never promised anything but the, today. There is risk in life, and you should be able to accept that risk and go out. If you want to go out to a restaurant and not wear a mask, that's fine. If you go out to a restaurant and you're worried about whether people are wearing a, a mask, then you shouldn't go. Don't go. That's the way I feel about it. I think if you're within a certain age group or, you know, if you're just really just concerned about getting coronavirus and you're just afraid you don't want to go out and you don't want to do nothing, you're getting groceries delivered and you not, you know, wear a mask even to go take a shit in your own home, then when the vi when the vaccine comes out, uh, you should probably get in line. You'll be too afraid to take that too. So basically, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it is time to stop this shit and it is time for the states to ease the fuck up as far as restrictions. And I live in a state, New Jersey, 
And this guy is this, doing the same thing. And there's a story right now that just broke yesterday where the law enforcement broke up a ring of people trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. When I first heard about it, first thing I thought is, up, oh, Jesse Smollett, part three. No, no. This is a real thing. I know. But it would have been funny, though, right, if the bitch would have, like, staged her own kidnapping? <laughs> no, I get that. But so the first thing they do is who do they blame? Trump. Trump. Trump supporters. Trump supporters. Proud boys and the white supremacists and the very fine people on one side. The very fine people on one side because how could this happen? has to be a white supremacist group. Well, guess what? It's not. It's Please an, try again. It's an anarchist. It's yeah. a left. It's a Antifa group that's, that was going to do this. And how do we know that? Because they went on to Twitter and told us. There's a guy. His name is Brandon Casera. He was arrested in the plot to kidnap the Governor Whitmer. And this is 33 seconds. So he's on Twitter. In the background is an Antifa flag. So this is what he's got to say. Oh, and you know what? You know how you can tell? Let me tell you something right now. I'll go on 100%. I believe this is accurate. If you have gauges in your ears where your ears have those big giant hoops in them, yes, you are a liberal Democrat voting person. No or, conservative or yeah. has those fucking gauges in their ear. No, no. This guy here, Brandon, has got gauges in his ears the size of probably half dollars, maybe silver dollars. So here you go. They are oppressing you for a paycheck. All right. And you need to wake up and realize this, because if you're still supporting law enforcement, dude, you you got it backwards. It's not you're not going to get what you want. If you want freedom and you're still supporting law enforcement at this point in time, I don't care if you have a friend that's in law enforcement, a family member. I don't give a shit. If you are still supporting them, you are supporting the people that are enforcing slavery on everyone else. So there you go. We got one more clip. That's the one where he kind of denounces Trump, I guess you'd say. Here's another guy. Guess what he has in his ears, Bob? Isn't that the exact same guy? It's not the same guy. It's another guy, but he's got the half-dollar gauges in his ears. I'll tell you what, what a look. You take uh, these things and you shove them in, you make ear holes the size that you could put shove a dick in. It's a great look. Hey. Jesus. It's not a bad idea. What, shoving a dick in there? Whatever. Oh. All right, here we go. This guy, we'll find out who this guy is. I think they're the same guy. Is One's it just the same wearing guy? glasses. Yeah. Yeah, it's Brandon Brandon Caserta. Okay, it is the same guy. All right, let's hear what this yep. asshole is. Brandon, Brandon Caserta. Caserta. Oh, it is the same guy. Why does it want to? Oh. One, he's wearing glasses. The other one, he's oh, wearing, he's wearing he glasses. Oh, okay. He's got the Clark, Clark Kent thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's hear. Let's hear it again. No, Trump is not your friend, dude. And it's it amazes me that people actually like believe that when he's shown over and over and over again that he's a tyrant. Every single person that works for government is your enemy, dude. Trump is not your friend. So these are anarchists. They don't want law enforcement. They just want to be able to do whatever the fuck they want when they want. Snatch and grab, man. Adam yeah. Fox told an FBI informant in July 
grab the fucking governor. Just grab the bitch. Because at that point, we do that, dude. It's over. Okay. That's the quote. So here you go. Here's your buddy, Joe Biden. Where Governor Whitman worked to protect our state from a deadly pandemic, President Trump called to liberate Michigan. That call was heard. He's given oxygen to bigotry and, and hate. And we see on the march in our country, and we have to stop it. Okay. They're your guys. They're your party. The party of anarchy? Yeah. Do you hear him denouncing it? But, but will these guys still be, no matter what they say, do you, do you think these guys will be called nothing but white supremacists? Even though if you go to the website, they say that they accept all colors, nationalities, sexual preferences. They're the worst white supremacists I've ever heard. And this is what pisses me off about Democrats and socialist Democrats. And as soon as you say something that they don't like, you're white supremacist. Whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Again... They hate facts. And that was one of the things that I love that um, Vice President Pence was saying during the debate with Kamala Harris was you're entitled to your opinions. You're not entitled to your own set of facts. Going with that, okay, a, a recent tweet, <clears throat> 9.35 p.m. last night. When Governor Whitmer worked to protect her state from a deadly pandemic, President Trump issued a call to, quote, liberate Michigan, exclamation point. That call was heard. He's giving oxygen to the bigotry and hate we see on this march in our country, and we have to stop it. Now, when you read the uh, tweet comments, whatever the fuck you call them under it, they're all like supportive of the left. So this is Joe Biden's Twitter and it comments, and this is any tweet he does. Joe Biden is the best option for America. Um, another says it's time to invoke the 25th 25th amendment now somebody put amen gif it's a gif saying amen a president's words matter we can't wait to have a president who will understand that they all support biden everything in here is supportive of biden uh, you might have a couple that are like well actually what you just said is incorrect here's where i'm getting my facts from this is why i'm saying that right right but when you go to at real Donald Trump, right? That's mm -hmm. his Twitter. And I'm sorry to do this in real time. I'm just an idiot. You could like pretty much tell me, Bob, go to his fifth tweet down. Right. And I'll look at the comments. So if you were to say that, say, hey, Bob, go to his whatever tweet down. Uh, and you're not doing it. So I'm getting there. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Well, like no, I'm just saying, I mean, you could tell me to tell me to go oh, to whatever. Oh, tweet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, well, this. I thought this, you were telling me to go to. He re retweets the fucking Emma. Like I, I'm surprised he hasn't retweeted the bullhorn yet. Jesus Christ, he does everybody. Um, I'm trying to find one that he actually wrote. Well, that's why I thought you were telling me to. Yeah. Um. No, I'm. I'm just saying you could go to one that he wrote. Well, like the one with his um ad to my favorite people in the world. That's your favorite president. I actually caught that uh, accidentally. Not like I sit here and monitored. Donald J. Trump's fucking Twitter feed. I just gotten on Twitter and that 
was at the top and I seen that he just posted it within like seven minutes. It had like 6,800 comments. Right. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on the comments and I scrolled through like maybe the first 12 and they were all of fuck you go fuck yourself. I mean, they were just the rudest, nastiest things you could say to somebody. Well, I like the one he did about governor Whitmer. The one we were talking about. Governor Whitmer of Michigan has done a terrible job. She's locked down her state for everyone, except her husband's boating activities. The federal government provided tremendous help to the great state and people of Michigan. My Justice Department and federal law enforcement officers announced today that they foiled a dangerous plot against the governor of Michigan. Rather than say thank you, she calls me a white supremacist, while Biden and the Democrats refuse to condemn Antifa, anarchists, looters, and mobs that burn down Democratic cities. I do not tolerate any extreme violence defending all Americans, even those who oppose and attack me. This is what I always do as your president. Governor Whitmer, open your state up, open your schools, and open up your churches. Over 60,000 comments. You find any good ones? Because that's the best place is the comments. Well, that's the point is um, first comment. This is on like, I guess, the very last tweet of that group of tweets that he did to because, to, you know, 240 characters. Hitler made sure the Germans felt grateful for him. Okay, there's one there. Um, I got one here. Here's another tattletale cunt at American for Love. I don't even know if this is a man or a woman, but it's... Don't even read into it. Just read the tweet. Right, so here's the tweet. Attention at FBI, at Speaker Pelosi. Trump is inciting violence against Governor Whitman again. He knows what he is doing because he has done it before. And it has worked. Trump is radicalizing domestic terrorists to terrorize people he doesn't like, making him the number one national security risk. Help us, please. Okay. What about all the burning, riots, looting in all the Democratic-run cities? New York, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia, Portland, Seattle, Detroit, Philadelphia, Los Angeles... What about all that? Who's saving us from that? Just because they'd have a Black Lives Matter shirt on? Just because they're wearing Antifa garb and all that stuff, that that's okay? Who's inciting the violence? Well, apparently Trump is. I mean, no, in, this, he's not. in this tweet, he says, I do not tolerate any extreme violence. Defending all Americans, even those who oppose and attack me, is what I will always do as your president. Uh, So then you go down and this guy says, that's just a vanilla statement saying you don't tolerate extreme violence. Let's try it again, but specifically denounce the following. The Proud Boys, the Boogaloo Boys, QAnon supporters, alt-right militias. Since you have no problem calling out Antifa, this should be easy. He's done all this. He has. Here you go. By tweeting, liberate Michigan, you've incited violence against Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Rather than apologizing and promising to change your abhorrent behavior you double down and say she has done a terrible job you've even accused her of corruption and favoring her husband that's because she has she has done a terrible job she has locked down her state she has allowed her husband's boat to be put in the lake when no other boats were allowed to be put in the lake yeah well you know hashtag benefits everything he said about her was 100 percent true Can't say that, though. You know why? Because she's a woman. Women are supposed to be equal to men until you treat them equal. 
Then when you treat them equal, they get offended. They clutch their pearls. They bow. You're mansplaining. Look at your mean man. He's picking on a woman. Can't have it both ways, ladies. Either you're well, equal they... and you can take it. Either you can get off the porch and run with the big dogs. Or you get back up on the fucking porch and make a sandwich. That's what you do. Don't come out here and say that you want to be treated equal. And then when we treat you like we treat everybody else, you get all fucking attentive. Because you know what? Men have never treated women as equals before. We've treated them as the fairer sex. We've treated them with respect and we treated them better than we treated each other as men. Except for rap artists. Oh, well, rap artists, of course. Yes. Bitches and hoes. Yeah. Rap artists treat women as cum dumpsters. That's all they are. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. But that's okay. As Spotify employees, we can go and allow all that rap music and all that uh, the, the lyrics that are detrimental to women that treat and well, that's just that's just artistic expression, <laughs> right? But if Joe Rogan has an honest conversation about transgender women, that cannot be on Spotify. Cancel, cancel, cancel Rogan. Don't cancel your subscription to Spotify, though. Right. Yes, Rogan must be canceled. Canceled. Yes. And I was listening to uh, the Rogan podcast when he was talking to Tim Dillon, and he said that Spotify hasn't contacted him at all and talked to him at all about any of that, whether Hmm. they're going to take shows down or whether they're going to, you know, should he back off? They haven't talked to him once about any of this. So good for Spotify. For kind of, well, I don't know if they're going to stand up to their own employees. I fired every fucking one of them. Every one of them. Fucking bullshit. Fuck Spotify. That's why I'm Apple. I use Apple Music. I don't like Spotify either. They can take our podcast off of their shit. I don't give a fuck. You want to do that? You want to take? Want us no, to go to Spotify no, I mean, and take if, it down? If they want to, like, oh well, he said our algorithms found where he said fuck Spotify. I wonder how many. I got to take a look right now and find out how many Spotify listens we get. Uh, it's like 20% of your overall, probably. You think? Somewhere in there. Our show? Most. I mean, it's generalized. <clears throat> I haven't looked at the metrics for us. I'll tell you right now. There you go. I'll take a look. Statistics. Spotify. <laughs> Bob, guess how many downloads we have from Spotify? Nine. Nope. Three. Nope. 487,000. No. Nope. Fuck a duck. I can't get anything right. Such nope. a failure. We have zero listens from Spotify. That's it. Now, listen, we're a new show and we don't have that many downloads of, as of yet, but still, cut me a fucking break. So, what you're saying is that our listeners can afford Apple products. Well, again, that doesn't show that. But what, what I'm know. saying is. I'm making month a over- joke, John. Okay. I'd like to think that our average listeners. Income level is higher than other indie podcasts. Listener base income. Well, I'm just saying that we are basically every month we are doubling what we did the month before. Yeah, well, I've got that bot, you know, that I've been working on. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. And again, I'm not a big fan of running. Like, I know people that will, and this is God's honest truth. They will put their show out and they will meet every hour. They go back to see how many downloads they have. Because they live and die by the downloads. Metrics, man. Metrics. Yeah, I don't care. I put out the show and whoever listens, listens. Ooh, we've got it. a listener in Singapore. No, you've <laughs> got somebody in uh, Wisconsin who has a fucking VPN. That's what you got. 
We're number 43 in Singapore right now. I don't know how that happened. Hey, I'm the, Hey, I was voted the number one podcast. The Boomer Bob show was yeah. voted the number one podcast in my neighborhood. Really? Five months in a row. Yeah. I think I'm the number one. I think the bullhorn podcast is the number one podcast on my street. There you go. Well, my neighborhood is just one street, dead end street actually. So, but Hey, I will, I will take the award. Thank you. I know my neighbors, they're religious and Christian and to go to church every you know Sunday and they're nice people and all that stuff. And, and they're, you know, live like wholesome lives and stuff. And I know that they like listen to my show just to hear me talking, like to find out what kind of a rat bastard I am, like with the curtains pulled. You're a crazy man. Uh, you listen to that foul mouth on him. I can't believe he talks like that. How can his wife tolerate that kind of filth? Like the Kenny, the <laughs> Kevin Meany. That's not right. Talking like a crazy man, using all that foul language. What's wrong with you? Talking like a crazy person. Talking like a crazy person. You'll put your eye out. God, you just dated yourself with that fucking reference. Kevin, I used to love Kevin Meany. Yeah. You're Kevin on the Meany pot. Was I haven't heard that name in a long time. He's dead now. Is he? Yeah. He he was uh, married. He had a child. Then he came out as gay. He, mm. he, he lost a lot Oops. of weight and then died. Mm, probably had AIDS. I don't know. I don't know. He died of flu life, flu like symptoms. No, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. Hold on. And now a word from our sponsor. And we're back. <laughs> okay. What happened there? Well, I, I put that in there. So in case we get any between now and the time you edit this, oh. you can just wedge them in right there. I mean, right. Uh, I'm going to assume that you're going to be doing the ad reads. I don't know. I'd probably give them to you. If we had ad reads, I'd give them to you. Yeah, but you know I'm not going to read what's on the page. Okay, so you bring up podcast ad reads. So I don't know about you, but I've been, I'm a huge podcast listener. Even though we do a show, I edit, I love listening to podcasts. And I found that more and more podcasts are so excited to get a spot that they do a five-minute ad read on one client. Like one ad is like five minutes. It's almost its own mini episode. The show that I know that does this the most, that's the most guilty of this, is the Whitney Cummins podcast. You listen to that shit. Yeah, absolutely, I listen to that. I listen to a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't believe that I listen to. Anyhow, she did a, an ad read, and I just kept hitting the five-minute, or I mean the 30-second ahead button, 30-second ahead button, 30-second yes. ahead button. Yes, yes. And then I went back, and it was five minutes. They talked about the product for five minutes. I was like, Jesus Christ. Dennis Miller does that too. He's he's he gets long winded when he's talking about the fucking product. He'd be like, you know, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile uses uh, so and so, blah blah blah. And it's like I'm like fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You're still talking about Mint Mobile, motherfucker. You can afford Verizon. As a listener, we don't mind you doing a sixty second ad. All right, we're gonna listen to the product and then we're gonna move on to get back to the content because we don't care if we want to use Mint Mobile. If we're gonna change. Our internet, or not internet, our cell phone providers, you know, we'll think about looking at Mint Mobile. We, we Now we know what Mint Mobile is, and we'll definitely check that out. But we don't need you to tell us all about it. We don't fucking care. Yeah, I actually use Mint Mobile. It's great. I actually use Verizon. And it's cheap as fuck. I was with Verizon. I got tired of paying uh, $110 a month for two fucking phones. Right. Well, I have a daughter who's on my plan, and she uses way too much data. I paid three hundred a year for unlimited. Three hundred with mint. Write that down. 
I might have to go to Mint Mobile. Uh, you, you should use the link in my Boomer Bob Show description because you'll get uh, $15 credited to your account, and I will too. Wow. How about that? How did you do that, Bob? How did you get a commercial for your show and we don't have a commercial for this show? You know, we talk about how the, the, the left and the right and the people are arguing. So my phone was due for an upgrade. And then I have a... What were you on? I have a... You had the Samsung no, Galaxy I have a Google. I have a Google Pixel 2X. <laughs> so that's what I have. I've had it for two years. And the reason I've had it was I've always had an iPhone... Listen, back when I got my first cell phone, my first car phone, because that was a car phone, it was in a fucking bag. Yeah. It w- you would carry a bag, you would take it into your car, you would plug it in, and you paid by the minute for a call. It was crazy. Then they went to the brick. I never got the brick. I hated the brick. Used to think, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. brick, the big giant brick. And then they came out with the regular... I don't know if they were called flip phones or whatever they were. It was a flip with an antenna that you had to pull you out. You pulled That's the antenna when I got out. In. It was 97. Right. So 94, somewhere around there. Yeah. So the, that's when I, I started with Verizon in 1994. A lot of people that listen to the show, they were born after that. Yeah. Anyhow, I started in 1994. And then when I was working, we remember, I don't know if you remember, they had the uh, Nextels where you yes. hold the button and do do. Yeah. It was like walkie talkie. Exactly. Yeah, and I hated them. Although we used and to, and then have they a lot got of- bought by Sprint, and and Sprint carried it on. That's exactly right. Nextel went turned mm-hmm. into Sprint. I don't even think they use that anymore. No. So then I think it's available. Right? Is it available still? To my knowledge, yes. Last okay. I'd asked about it, which was this year sometime, somebody said, "Yeah, I think you can still get that." Yeah, it was horrible. I hated it. It was great at first because you could quick talk to somebody. It was especially in the elevator business, but then sometimes well, yeah, like on a job site. Yeah. And you wouldn't get, you couldn't get the person. Everything was No, they don't answer you. So then they decided to go to smartphones. The first one we got was a BlackBerry. Well, was BlackBerry really smart though? That was just a phone that like did other shit. It had a keyboard on it. Yeah. You could go to the internet. Yeah. It had a hard, a hard keyboard. I know my, my ex used to So that was that. And then the next thing that we got were the Android phones and they sucked dick. See, the first BlackBerry, I think, was kind of inspired by like a PDA, like a Palm Pilot. Yeah, I think. They're I mean, like, we're going right. to take that f- cell phone and we're going to lock it in a motel room for an hour with a uh, w- with a flip phone and a Nokia gold candy bar phone. And we'll find out if it has sex and makes us a smartphone. And and it that's where they came up with the BlackBerry. Well, the BlackBerry was great because you could get your email. Your email would pop up and you could. Well, yeah, it was like a PDA right. with use of a phone. The elevator business that I was in, they loved the fact that they could email you. And then you would, and which, yep. what it did was it put an electric dog leash on you. Mm-hmm. So they would email you and they would sit there and wait for the response. Well, it went to your, you went to your phone. Why, are you, why aren't you answering it? Well, I'm on top of a fucking elevator right now with tools yeah. in my hand. I'm not going to even look at it for another, until I'm finished doing what I'm doing here. So then they went to the Android and those motherfucking phones. I hated those phones because you'd push the button to talk, which would be green. And then when you wanted to hang up, it would turn the button would turn red and you would go to shut it off. You would hit it the same button, same spot, same button. It would be red. And then the phone would hang up. If the person before you hung up, your button would turn green. If you went to hang up and they hung up first, you would fucking call them back and your phone would be sitting next to you <laughs> and you could be talking about that oh, guy. Oh, no, and they'd hear it? 
and they could hear it. They would oh, hear you. Oh, shit. So I hated that fucking phone. That sucks. And then the first iPhone I got was the iPhone 4. And I loved the iPhone. The iPhone, it was the best phone. It worked. It, I had no problems. It, it was yeah. easy to use. Mm-hmm. And I went all the way up to the iPhone 7. And then by the time I was ready to get to trade in my iPhone 7, they had the iPhone 10. And that was a piece of shit when it first came out. And they wanted $1,200 for the fucking thing. And I said, I'm not paying $1,200 for a phone. So this phone here, the one I have now, at the time, $850. Yeah. The Pixel 2. So I said, I'll get the Pixel 2. And I fought through it. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I know how to use it. I've learned how to use it. Sure. But I, I'm sick of it because... The notifications go off. They don't stay on the screen. The thing boops and bops. And I look at it. I'm like, what the fuck is this doing? What's this for? It also just boops and bops because guess what? It gives you ads. Like all of a sudden, if you put something, an app on your phone, all of a sudden it'll boop and tell you, oh, you haven't played in a little while. No shit. I know when I played the fucking game. (laughs) That's funny. Right? So then you got to go try to figure out how to turn the fucking notification off. So this time I came back. And I went and I got an iPhone 11, but not the iPhone 11 Pro with the three fucking cameras because I yeah, actually you don't need it. use it's the phone as a phone and a phone as a computer. Uh, that's coming probably in about two days. Yeah. But the funny thing was that last night I decided to go onto Facebook and I figured I'll put something in there that's no, we're not going to argue about. I said, well, the Android experiment is over. I'm going back to iPhone. That is yeah. all. And then people are in the they're in the comments saying one guy had a picture of a the Android guy wiping his ass with an apple, and I was like, okay. Oh, God. And then I looked yeah, in our I Discord. And that is as polarizing of an argument as who you're voting for. I mean, it's so ridiculous why people are so like. Do you own Google like Android? Do you own like Samsung or something? Why are you so? You know, out here with your fucking gloves off, ready to knock somebody out because they decided they're going to jump ship and go to a different platform of fucking cell phone. Yeah, I even saw somebody put something in Discord. I don't even know which one. Is it your Discord? I can't remember which Discord it was. Was it our Discord? Where they said, John's got to put a different thing on it so he can get Linksys. I'm like, Linksys? What the fuck is Linksys? I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. I have no idea. And they don't call me my name in there. They call me Lawn Flamingo or something. Lawn Flamingo. Lawn Flamingo. So I'm going back to the iPhone. I'm excited. So when are you getting that going. phone? It should be here in like two days. There's okay, another cool. thing. I'm not going to the store. Did you get it, you get it from, from Verizon? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to the store and going in there with a mask on and being around people and all that shit. Hell no. Send it to me. Drop it off. I'll sign for it. And I'll have my yeah. phone. Uh, you're you're going to love it, man. I say that because you've been on iPhone before and you're very invested in the Apple ecosystem Mm -hmm. in your home with your Macs and your MacBooks and your things like that. So to be totally honest with you, my favorite podcast player is the overcast is the best podcast player out there. And it only is in iOS and I 100% absolutely love it. I'll tell you what, just because I like learning about different podcast players. On my phone, I have the Google Podcast app. I have Pocket Cast. I have Podcast Attic. I had Podbean. Podbean was horrible. It was a big fucking hog as far as take like three gigs of data just to have the app on your phone. 
It's ridiculous. But all those uh, other ones that they had, CastBox, and I don't like them. Uh, Leg- not Legacy. One thing I like, too, is I've fought it for years, and I ended up breaking down and getting me an Apple Watch. I think I got the Apple Watch 3 or something like that. They're cheap right now. They're like a 180 bucks. I, dude, uh, when I go to work, I put my phone down on the on the breakfast bar of the apartment that I'm going to paint. Mm-hmm. If they come up to an ad read and I've got on my watch, I just go 30 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't have to walk back to my phone and sit through an ad read or anything. I just, it's on your, like your watch becomes like a remote control to your phone. It's great. Or if you get a text message or something, you know, and you don't want to have to walk over there and get your phone, it's on your watch. Right. And they also have a podcast player called the Bullhorn Podcast. Bullhorn at, Bullhorn.fm though, isn't it? Or, or some it might like be. That. It's an app that's a basically, it's just a podcast player and it's horrible. It sucks. I, I tried. I went over and tried to use it and it doesn't, it's just a very plain Jane kind of podcast player. Yeah. When you Google Bullhorn Podcast, you get the first thing, which is not sponsored. It doesn't, it's not paid for, is bullhorn.fm, which is free podcasting, the best podcast app, so they say. So. Yeah. Then so, you have uh, Twitter, which is at bullhorn underscore FM. So we're not even on the first page. Right. I know. Everybody's saying you should change your name. I'm like, fuck. I don't want to change my name. How about Bull Nuts? <laughs> the Bull Nuts podcast. Mountain Oysters is what we call them down here. <laughs> Mountain <her>. Oyster podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mountain, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just. Is anybody really looking for. I, listen, if you're. You want to tell anybody how to get to our show? Don't say Google. Just say go to uh, pod.link slash bullhorn. Pod.link slash bullhorn will give you our, our, our RSS feed. Oh, yeah. It says, look, if you go, well, if I Google it, it says podcast, and it has the bullhorn. It says uh, Trump's got the Rona, don't st- stop, don't shoot, and Bob uses the N-word. So it puts our first three Which is, I, I think, our... Our most downloaded episode is where I think Bob said the N word or something like that. <laughs> people, really? people love clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. If that's the case, John might have to say the N word this week. But anyhow, before we go, I want to talk about a, a friend of mine, acquaintance. I shouldn't say, I don't know if he's a friend or not. Fellow podcaster, fellow podcaster, Dave from the bad cop, bad cop show. And normally I wait a week or two to listen to their show because we find the same topics interesting. So I don't want to listen to their show right away because if we talk about something, it'll influence me. In other words, if I hear them talk about it, then either I don't want to talk about it or I'm afraid I'm going to say something that they said. So I usually put them on a two week behind. But anyhow, I was on Twitter and they said it made it sound like there was something big happening. So I did listen to it. And the first thing is Dave's a big guy. Dave's a big guy like me. And he's going to go through weight loss surgery. And I think it's fantastic. It's not easy. I know because I, you know, I did the prep work going up to it and I was ready to get a date for the weight loss surgery. And damn it, COVID hit. So basically I said, that's God telling me not to get the weight loss surgery. But the thing is, Dave's about 10 or 12 years younger than me. And I say, dude, do it. Go get that done. Go get that surgery. Lose that weight. You'll feel better. Your joints will feel better. You'll be happier. Get that shit done. Doesn't that kind of also like force you into having to eat, you know, into a a better, healthier eating lifestyle, that kind of stuff? Because you have to, I know with with the gastric bypass, which was a really bad thing. My eyes, I think it was a bad thing. uh, You're not allowed to eat certain things. You're you're really glued to these certain 
list of items that, that you're allowed to eat and a lot of them that you're not. So I don't know if that's, if it's that way with the lap band and all these others. I just listened to the show, so I don't know what he's getting. I'm just going to reach out and talk to him. Sure. But uh, it sounds like he's getting the gastric bypass where they're moving his intestines down and cutting yeah. out some, so they, it can't absorb as yeah, much. Yeah, they make your stomach smaller too. Right, they make your stomach smaller. Well, they also have the sleeve, with, but they don't they do not do anything as, as far as adjusting your intestines. So if he gets the bypass, then you have to be careful. Well, when you first start, you got to be careful of eating too much because you get into where you throw up. And then you yeah. dry heave. Listen, when you go for the surgery for two weeks, you're on a liquid diet. You can't eat anything solid, nothing. Right. So then you have the surgery. For two weeks after the surgery, you're on a liquid diet. So you don't have any solid food for four whole fucking weeks. So if someone says to me, you know, I, I love these people. Oh, well, you're cheating. Go fuck yourself. You're cheating. All that fucking bullshit, getting a, an operation being on a liquid diet for two weeks and liquid diet afterwards. And then wait to hear this, Bob. You know what your first meal usually is? Three quarters of a scrambled egg because that's all you can mm-hmm. take. You can't drink when you eat. You eat and then later on you have to drink. You have to try to get enough protein in. when you. you most of the time they start you on protein shakes and you've got to take and sip protein shakes basically all day long to get enough protein in you. People say, oh, well, that's cheating. Go fuck yourself. That's harder than dieting. I mean, if you're forced into the willpower of, okay, I had this operation now, and the doctor says if I drink a Coca-Cola that it's going to fuck me up, or if I eat, you know, this entire box of chips or, you know, bag of chips, it's going to fuck me up. So I cannot do that. Mm -hmm. So it basically forces you into having to eat what's on the list. Yeah, you can't eat. A friend of mine, she went through it. And she tried to eat pizza and she didn't even eat like a, not even a quarter, not even a eighth of a slice. I mean, she just ate the end of the pizza and she threw up for 45 minutes. And I watched that shit, her dry heaving for 45 minutes. And I was like, fuck that. So maybe just go in and have somebody hypnotize you. Yeah, you got some operation and you're only allowed to eat this list of shit. I'll give you the list when you wake up. And uh, if you don't follow the list, you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? Why why oh, well, physically go through if you're if you're able to adhere to the list of food after the operation, why can't you just do that now? Cuz you can't. Is it, is it the mental that you know you're going to die because you really did get something done? To be quite honest with you, it becomes an, food becomes your addiction. Food becomes how you medicate. So in other words, how some people go and have a beer or something after work, a couple beers, smoke a joint, eat some mushrooms, I don't know, play video games, jerk off into a cup. You're talking to a guy who ate two and a half pounds of fucking gummy bears this week. Okay, so for for me, I used to be a big binge eater. And it's not that I'm saying that I'm not a binge eater now. It's just that I found ways to stop binge eating. And when I say binge eating, it's like I would go to, I don't know, just use Taco Bell for an example. I would go to Taco Bell and I would order so much food that I would order two drinks just so they didn't think that one person was eating all this food. Yeah. I would order two sodas. <clears throat> yeah. And then you would go somewhere. You wouldn't eat in front of people. You of would course. go sit in the car in a parking lot somewhere. Hide and just, it, yeah. And just finish eating. Yeah. And I did it for years. The problem was I got away with it because I always was very active. Being in the elevator business, you were always walking, climbing steps, climbing on top I of understand. elevators. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a certain, and then when I got hurt and, you know, I couldn't walk the way I used to, that's when all the weight started packing on. So 
I wish when I was Dave's age, Dave from Bay Cup, Bay Cup, right, that I would have went and got the surgery. So I'm pulling for him. I want to see him, you know, get back because he's a great guy, funny guy, and you know he's got kids that they're you know they're teenagers now or they're working and they're out of school, and I want to see him around and enjoying life and doing things he wants to do. And, you know, I could tell he's where I, he is basically exactly where I was when I was his age, the same weight and the same, same age and the same things that are going on with him. Outlook. Yeah. I want to see, I, that, I want to see him get, you know, lose the weight, feel better, do better. You know, they have a pill called the an abuse. Oh yeah. You know that is, you know what that is? No. I, I don't know if it's used today or not, but. 15 years ago, you know, or, or 20 years ago, whatever I knew, um, people that were heavy drinkers and oh. they would take an abuse. And if they drank while taking an abuse, they would basically be on the way to the fucking emergency room. Yes. I, I, I didn't know what it was called, but I know, uh, I worked with a guy who was a raging fucking alcoholic and he had so many DUIs that he couldn't even, he didn't have a driver's license anymore. Yeah. And so he used to have to travel for work. And he would have to take that pill when he would go. And if he even drank a little bit. No, that no, there's no no wiggle room with that shit. No, he would get <laughs> violently, violently ill. Yeah. So that's um I don't know why they don't come up with something like that for overeaters. Be- because it seems like the operation, while yeah, that helps you because after you get through all the initial first couple of months of post op, you're you get full and you notice, okay, I'm full after eating three bites of this, of this, uh, egg, whatever. Um, but the real reason when you post-op, you don't gorge yourself is because if you do like that girl ate a bite of a freaking slice and she was thrown up for four or five minutes, that was probably pretty traumatic, pretty something you don't want to go through again. You learn your lesson. You're like, fuck that. I'm not doing that again. It, it, so you train your brain. Oh, absolutely. So, the thing is that when everybody has to drink, but they don't have to drink alcohol. But the problem is some people, the alcohol is their, you know, it's their drug of choice. Yeah. Everybody has to eat. Not everybody has to eat Taco Bell, t- Kentucky Fried Chicken, Dunkin' Donuts. They don't have to eat 27 times a day. Yeah. Right. So that's the difference. It's being, it's the willpower to, to not be able to do that. Sure. The reason that you binge eat is because... For some reason, there's something traumatic that happened in your life before that triggers you that when you get into this certain state, that the only thing that seems to stop it is eating. Well, don't you get a, a dopamine release with, when you get that, like that feeling when you eat like a chocolate bar or, or whatever, you know, gets you off? Yeah. You know, don't you get that kind of a, a dopamine release or something? Yeah, you do. You get that, that, and it depends on what you get. It, it, Again, it depends on what you eat as far as your binge. Like, there are certain foods that I cut out that I don't even eat anymore. There's, I don't eat ice cream. I know everybody says I go to Dunkin' Donuts, but I don't eat donuts. Right. I mean, if I go there, oh, I get wow. a, a breakfast sandwich or something like that. And if I get a breakfast sandwich, I get it on a wrap where it's not, you know, it's not on a bagel. It's not on an English muffin or anything like that. So I try to cut back on that. So it's funny because, you know, I get a lot of flack for being fat, <laughs> which I know I'm fat, but I guarantee you, that I eat less calories than any of those other assholes that are sitting there calling me fat. Right. Well, it, it's an easy rock to throw. You know what I mean? 
Well, your your metabolism slows down. Number one, and number two, when you your knees are shot and your back shot, you can't just you're not out exercising. So it's it's a twofold thing. But again, still trying. You know, I really hope that Dave uh, gets through this, and uh, I'm I'm rooting for him. That was it. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, best wishes for um, speedy recovery, all that good stuff. Uh, Godspeed to uh, to old Dave from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Yeah, he's still got to go through some stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got you got a little while before you're back to kind of anything resembling normal. Just want to wrap it up by saying thank you very much for hanging out with us. We didn't get to all our stories. We didn't even get to the guy that was uh, the the priest that was banging the the threesome on the altar. We got to start doing two episodes a week, John. We got too much fucking material. We could do that. We could come back and do another episode. 856-599-8558. 856-599-8558. That's the voicemail number. Give us a call and leave us one. I don't care if you're just taking a shit and you want us to hear it flush. Really? Well, it's going to you're the one who fucking listens to it. I know, so I don't I'm, care. I'm so happy that I care? you say. Oh yeah, you know what? I don't care if John's got to listen to somebody take a shit and hear it flush. Power of suggestion. I like your moxie. If you want to take a shit and then flush it and send it to us, I'll play it. John even likes video. John does not like video. John does not want to <laughs> see video of someone taking a shit. John will forward that right over the the Boomer Bob Show at gmail.com. That's, that's what John will do. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Damn, I fucked that up. That's it? We're just getting into it.